Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Fantasy Football Roundtable Podcast. For those of you who are regular listeners, you probably noticed a different picture up on the podcasting logo. This is not your usual roundtable podcast featuring myself, Matt Bruning, and other members of the uh, of the group here in Matthew Fox, Tony Dyer, and Mr. Dennis Bennett. Today I'm doing a league-featured podcast with two of my other league mates, Mr. Daniel Starrett and Elliot Lester. So if you're you're tuning in for any kind of other fantasy stuff, this is mostly us just talking about our main dynasty league in the league. That is what we named it. If you want to listen still, awesome. We really appreciate it. Uh, you know, you can give me any kind of feedback. We would love to do this for other people's leagues as well. But this is mostly just about our league for a, a league podcast and having a little bit of fun with it. For those of you who are part of the league and are about to listen to it, we do apologize. Uh, when we were listening to it uh, and recording, it sounded a little weird, but not too bad. Uh, we did not realize that recording at uh, Dan's house with all of the uh, hardwood flooring and everything that he has there it would sound as much like a fishbowl as it does. But there's still such a lot of great fun here that me, Dan, and Elliot had. So I'm going to publish it. Because, again, I feel like it's mostly going to be uh, mostly us, the 12 of us in this league, listening to it. So uh, I hope you guys enjoy. This is part one. Uh, we did record for about two hours, so I will release part two here in just a little bit. Prepare for glory! I don't know if you got your popcorn ready. Do you got your popcorn ready? I came out the wrong line ready. And he's hit the end zone for an unbelievable touchdown. I would be honored. Throw it up above his head. They can't jump with me. Golly. Only tackle them the point you Who can make a play? I can. Who can make a play? I can. What's going on, guys? As I mentioned in the intro, this is more of a league podcast, a league that I've been in for a while. I've got two league mates with me, Mr. Daniel Starrett and Elliot Lester. Go ahead and introduce yourselves. Talk about how long you guys have played fantasy football and everything. We'll start with Dan and we'll go to Elliot. Uh, well, like you said, my name is Daniel. Um, been playing fantasy football probably about 10 years. Um, always just doing just redraft leagues, you know, everything like that. And then Elliot introduced me into your league, called the league, maybe about, what, four years ago now? Yeah. So took over his brother's team, didn't know what the heck I was doing. Probably bug Matt thousands of times with different questions here and there, but I am officially in love with Dynasty uh, Fantasy Football. And that's pretty much about it. Uh, eight leagues this year, my most ever. So, enjoying it. Are any of your teams better than the one you have in our league? Yes. Yeah. Um, Just checking. Well, in the other league that you have, Pigskin. 
I'm oh yeah, five and one, second place right now. I gave up in that league a yeah, long time well, ago. Uh, so yeah. I'm rebuilding, like Elliot is in this one. All right, Elliot. Maybe both leagues. <laughs> Go ahead and introduce yourself. Elliot. Uh, I'm Elliot. I've been doing fantasy for probably twelve years or so. Dynasty was introduced from Matt from the league, and uh, done a few dynasties since then. Um, Preferred dynasty over redraft just from the different variables you can take place there with long-term thinking versus short-term. I think it's the biggest one, but uh, brought Dan along a couple of year, few years ago, and it's interesting to see how things have changed since year one to year now, where I'm pretty dominant to tie for last place right now. Yeah. So it's been pretty uh, pretty interesting seeing both ends of the spectrum there, but excited to uh, get the ball rolling and maybe a more excited for next year, particularly for this league. Yeah, I mean, you could have three championships right now, which we'll, we'll get into that here in just a second. I figured we would. Yeah, we'll, we'll start right there with recapping what, what happened in this league last year. So you, you finished out the year with the best team, you uh, at 10-3. and three. My brother was right behind you at 9-4. and four. Then it was me at 8-5. and five. JJ at 8-5, and five. Matt Stack at 7-6, and six. and James Bear at 7-6. and six. Those were your playoff teams. Ty's sucky-ass team missed the playoffs again, 6-7. and seven. Matt Renfro, who has never made the playoffs in our league, finished at six and seven. Daniel Starr, talking about how good his team is, finished as five and eight. And then you had Steven, who ended up leaving the league, is now Andy at five and eight. Uh, Kevin, who ever since the first year has not done anything, finishing at five and eight. And then Austin, two and eleven, who is now Amanda, who has taken over his or yeah his team. It is now her team. Obviously went to the playoffs. Elliot, you would have won the championship, but you don't believe in social media, so you I did not know I that. Don't have any social media. You uh, you didn't realize that Todd Gurley was out. I, I checked the lineup at eleven fifty five, said Gurley was playing. I put him in, and I never looked back. And then three hundred one hit, and was like, CJ Anderson, two carries for X amount of yards, and it's like, yeah. Crap. Yep, he went off, and uh, I'm happy that you didn't do it. Obviously, you brought Christian Kirk. My goodness. Captain Kirk, Mr. Kirk Cousins, and me, my first championship in that league. He's about to be shipped off, it looks like, which we can talk about that trade here in a little bit. That's that's why that whole trade went down, by the way, and then the Mahomes thing. You seemed a little confused by why he was trying to trade for Kirk Cousins the other day, but... I, uh, I recorded that game, Yeah, and I got the news like maybe two hours after the fact. Yeah, as soon as uh, I just happened to be texting him as that injury happened, and then I was like, "Well, hey, I got a uh, Kirk Cousins is available. You want you want Kirk Cousins?" And so, luckily, I guess not luckily for him. I mean, he's going to be out for a couple weeks, obviously. Patrick Mahomes with the knee injury, but uh, well, we'll jump into some trades. I, we can throw that on here. I know you put something on there. I can throw some interesting trade things at you. But we're going to kind of recap the first half of this year now and talk about where everybody stands. Uh, it's been an interesting season to say the least. Uh, Unfortunately, I think probably the most annoying person in this league is sitting uh, in second place. Got beat last week, but JJ sitting right now at six and zero. Probably going to lose this week, I would think, with Mahomes not doing anything. Yeah, like one point or whatever. Yeah, he's. Let's see, well, who's he playing this week? Uh, pull it up. He's playing Renfro. He's got eight point eight points. One point out of Damian Williams. He got seven points out of Patrick Mahomes. That's not too bad. But uh, going up against Renfro, who his team's surging a little bit. We'll get to his in a minute. Then you got Ty Moss is sitting there in second place with 5-0 going up against you, Elliot. You got a 26-point lead on him right now with Butker and Freeman. He's got a, a fairly good team in here. I'm glad that he pulled uh, Amari Cooper out with him not being able to play. But uh, what, are, what are your thoughts on JJ's team first? We'll go kind of around the corner here, and then we'll, we'll touch on each team as we're going through the standings. Dan, give me kind of your take on JJ's team, what you think about him so far. 
uh, with what he's done in the season and where he's going in the season. Well, first off, why the heck did he drop Dante Pettis? Yeah, good oh, I didn't even know he dropped. I was Dante sitting Pettis. in the bar on Thursday watching football, and an alert comes on my phone. Dante Pettis dropped. Two seconds later, I pick him up for Cole Beasley. Well, it you know what? No brainer. Now I, I kind was, of feel like an idiot because I was wondering what well, went on with that. He was panicking about the Patrick Mahomes thing yeah, because he dropped was. he dropped Shaq Thompson as well, and that's who I grabbed right off the bat because he's like the sixth IDP in our league right now, and I was like, oh shit. Because I've had Mosley out all year, so I grabbed him. I didn't even realize he dropped Pettis, though, yeah. but that's what he did. He dropped, and he started grabbing as many quarterbacks as he could yeah. because he thought Mahomes – because, if, I mean, I know you you were watching the game. It looked like Mahomes was done like from that injury. Yeah. yeah, so he was panicking because he's like, oh, shit, I need to get a quarterback. Now he didn't have anybody else. So he did that, and then that's how the whole Kirk Cousins thing came into play as well. Uh, but I didn't know he dropped Pettis, but yeah, go ahead. I, continue I, with that. I was just shocked, but, I mean, I, I went for it. So – um I mean, his team, it, he's kind of like where I'm at now. Um, the injury bug hit me, you know, same day, about, what, two weeks before the season started. I mean, I feel like the injury bugs hit you the past two I, years, yeah, like, right. badly in the preseason. I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> but with Patrick Mahomes going out, I mean, it's only three weeks, so, I mean, he's first place 6-0. and Even if he loses three in a row, I mean, he's probably going to be right there in the balance still. Um, Todd Gurley, I just don't know what he is this year. I think no one does. Um, you're supposed to play this week. How much? No, no one knows, you know. Um, David Johnson kind of getting the injury bug now, too. Is, is back, right? I yeah. Think. Yeah, um, his back is the worst part about it. his wrist earlier this year? Yeah, he hurt his wrist. I think it was in week two. He came out yeah. uh, in the second or first quarter, and then he came back in the third, fourth quarter, uh, but didn't really play that well. Then, yeah, now it's been his back. I mean, I guess it's a good thing for him, though. He does have Chase Edmonds. He was that trade yeah, that you and Elliot did. Yeah, yeah. He's back brown. Yeah, Tyree Cohen, Tyree Cohen's, you know, Tyree Cohen is Tyree Cohen. He's either there or he's not. Same thing with Will Ford. But he is, he does have a solid uh, receiving core with Galladay, Lockett, and Michael Thomas. Um, Gerald Everett, I mean, he's definitely on the up and up. So, yeah, I mean, he's top two tight end right now. Like I said, he'll, he'll be fine for, you know, missing Mahomes for three weeks, but he, he's going to be good. Definitely one of the top teams in the league for sure. Um I could see him easily winning it for sure. I mean, there's hands down easy. So that's my opinion on that. What about you, Ellie? You got any thoughts on his team? Uh, just to piggyback, uh, I know I said that the handcuffs has got Mac, uh, Malcolm Brown is also as Chase Ammons for uh, David Johnson and Gurley. Also in his sacks, he has Marquise Brown and Michael Gallup. I just think his receiver depth is pretty solid. I remember yeah. we talked about after the draft that he might be mad some games when he benches Fuller for Galladay or Lockett, vice versa, and one blows up and the other does. I know Fuller blew up like 40-something points on one week. Yep. I don't know if he's on his bench or not, but... I think he had him in. I don't remember. I can go back I and feel look. I like if, if he would have played us an automatic win with 40-something points yeah. in one position like that. But, yeah, uh, receiver depth is like his strength. I think if, if ever doesn't kick off, he might look to make a move for a tight end. But other than that, it's pretty, pretty stacked. Yeah, well, you know, if we were playing uh, two flex spots like I've been asking you guys to the past couple of years, you wouldn't have to worry about that. But let's talk about Ty's team now. I mean, I really do hate talking about his team, but he, he, he's, he's doing good this year. So we, we got to bring it up because, you know, he's going to bitch in the chat for like five days in a row if he's not mentioned on the podcast. So I'm with you guys on JJ's team. I think JJ's team is, is rock solid. I said before the season he was one of the ones I was most concerned about. 
me possibly repeating and with the injuries and everything I've suffered, I'm not really feeling good about my team. But what's your take on Ty's team, what he's been able to do? Because let's be honest, he was horrible. I know you weren't here in the first year, Dan, but really those first three years, his team was god-fucking-awful. And he has really done a good job of turning around with picks and trades, and he has built himself into a very good contender. That is true. Um, I mean, running back court, strongest in the league. I mean, I think even over years, Matt, I, I really like his running back court. I mean, I disagree with you, but I, I, mean, I understand. You have Barkley, but we don't know what, Chub, what Chubb's going to be in two weeks when um, he comes back. Hunt's not going to do anything but ride the bench. You don't know that. I do know that. Okay, well, Fred Kitchens is an idiot. You know, I don't disagree with you there. So You uh, <laughs> never know what's going to happen with that. Um, but I, I think his running back court is the strongest. Receiving, you know, Amari Brickham in the injury bug, you know, coming, uh, hitting him right now. But young guy, DJ Shark, coming up, you know, he, uh, he drafted the best receiver, you know. Uh, yeah, well, you know how Ty is. Yeah, well, Ty, let, let's just be honest here, though. Ty's been horrible at drafting receivers the past couple of years. He bought all into Devontae Parker and Josh Dotson. In the first, that was our first draft. Yes, yeah. and he took yeah. Parker like four, I think, or I think something so, like that. Yeah. And then he took, uh, no, wait, he took him at – I think he took him at two, didn't he? Because he dropped to two. Was that the same draft with Zeke and Henry? Because he didn't take Henry. I don't know. Yeah, you weren't – I know you weren't yeah, here. Like, I don't know why I'm looking at you. If, if I remember correctly. So I think that would have been our first draft or second draft. Yeah, so then that means he took him too because I traded – we had the one-two swap. That's how I got Zeke. Hmm. And no, no, that would have been the very first. That was when I took Duke Johnson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but still, he was he was a pick ahead of me. So he took him in the top five, regardless. He took Devontae Parker in the top five. That wasn't a a great draft, as I said. I took Duke Johnson, I think, at eight, and he's not necessarily panned out either. Uh, But yeah, then he bought all into Josh Doxson, I know, in the top three pick as well, because he's been picking in the top three every single year. Uh, So that has not worked out. But he did draft DJ Chark, and we got to give him credit for that, just to to roll off his running backs here, since Dan. Great guy, not great radio person here, is he didn't mention any of the names, really. You just said he's got a great running back core, and then you mentioned my running back core. So he's got Le'Veon Le'Veon Bell, Dalvin Cook, Austin Eckler, Josh Jacobs, who he just promoted, and he still has David Montgomery sitting on his taxi squad. So he is loaded at running back, but continue with your thoughts on his wide receiver core or tight ends or however wherever else you wanted to go there, Dan. Um, I mean, you know, DJ Shark and Mark Cooper, best receivers. Marvin Jones hasn't done anything this year. He's he's kind of like a Will Ford to me, in my opinion. He's either hit or miss. Um, yeah. Definitely Kenny Galladay is wide receiver one over there in Detroit now. Just animal over there. Um, Devontae Parker, another hit or miss guy. So I, as long as he has his running backs, I think he's going to be solid. But, again, with Mari Cooper – you know, week, week in and week out, not healthy, healthy, not healthy, healthy, that could come back to bite him for sure. Yeah. Um, especially with the depth he has. Tight end, Evan Ingram, yeah, good player, but, I mean, I don't know. He doesn't have really good depth there. Um, as far as, let's see, who else does he have here? I mean, I mean, he doesn't have much on his taxes. I mean, he's got Hardman, but then he's the same thing. He's boom or bust, especially yeah. with Tyreek Hill being there. Well, so. I was going to point out, it's actually his third best receiver at the moment. Yeah, yeah. I just saw that as well. I mean, I would, Even with Hill out there, I still kind of like Hardman, but with Mahomes out for a bit, I, I think Hardman kind of goes to crap, but that's my opinion. Well... Yeah, I mean, when Mahomes comes back, though, he might be something like, I mean, the one thing you could argue, what what Dan's been saying with as good as his running back core is, 
if you get wide receiver two weeks out of Amari Cooper, DJ Chark, and then a boom bust week out of Hardman every once in a while, those running backs are going to carry you to victory. Oh, yeah. Single I year. think he can he's, – uh, he's definitely got the, the running back depth with his big names there. He's got Eckler and Murray. Murray's supposed to start this week, too. I doubt yeah. he plays him, but – they play the Bears, but I doubt he plays him. But he still has great depth, and I think ultimately that's what you want to carry you into uh, playoffs. So I actually heard an interesting stat about Murray. The last time he – every time he gets 15 touches a game, he gets at yeah. least 15 points. Yep. Fancy points. So if it were me, yeah. I would definitely start him. I know it's against the Bears, but I, he's he's RB1 uh, this week because Kamara is not playing. I would definitely, definitely – Well, who would, you, who would you play him over? I mean, you got – Amari Cooper's probably going to sit. We, we know that. That's At least that's been all the talk. We won't know, I guess, until today or tomorrow probably in run-throughs well, or practice. He said but, he wants to give it a go. So, I mean, Tyron Smith. Yeah, but I don't know if I trust playing him. That's what, I, that's I, what I, I would say. But, uh, I mean, even though it's going up against the Eagles and they're god-awful secondary, and, and it's a Sunday night game too, so you yeah. take, you got to take a chance early. So, say that he just goes a DJ Chark and his love for Devontae Parker or Jones, whichever he throws in there, and you're, you're starting three running backs. I mean, Cook and Bell have to be in. So then you're really coming down to between Eckler, Murray, and Jacobs. You're really going to put Murray in over Jacobs or Eckler? Do you put Bell in this week? Yes, you have to. You have to. I put Bell in regardless. I don't know. I have to. He might might go go 20 carries for five yards and 10 catches for five yards. I mean, look what he did. Okay, I'm not trying to compare the Browns defense and the Patriots defense, but the Browns defense came in to stop Le'Veon Bell, and look what he still did. He caught 10 catches right there alone, got him all those points. And then he got six. It would be – I know you're saying no-brainer. It would definitely be questionable to me. Well, that's uh, that's why you haven't won much because you bent your studs. That's that's. And if they do get in like a goal line situation, you know it's going to happen. Yeah. If, if they do, I don't think they will. But if they do for some freaky penalty or well, some yeah. turnover or something, I'll just go to Bell. I'll just put it to you this way. I called it on the podcast yesterday. I think the Jets are going to win on Monday night. I really do. Patriots got to lose at some point. They're, they're not, not losing not, next no, week. They're not. they're not going 16 and 0. They're going to lose eventually. Well, I didn't say they're going to go 16 and 0. They're, they're not. No. Okay. Well, you know what? You want to bet on it right now? Jets and make, oh, we just beat the Cowboys. You know, whatever. We're the greatest team alive. And the Patriots no. come into town. And it's game. Nobody, nobody real, thinks real the Cowboys are the best team in the world. Real quick look at Bell. His lowest point total this year is nine. I mean, I'll still take that. I'm still happy with nine. I mean, I'm not happy, but I'm not. Yeah, here's the one thing I'm going to say, the difference in what – because we're arguing Latavius Murray, so we can stick on that really quick, Latavius Murray or, or, or Bell. Right. I'm still taking Bell against New England because of what he can do. I understand Latavius Murray can catch the ball. He can't catch the ball like Bell can. No. And I'm more terrified of that Bears defense than I am the Patriots defense because the other thing is, name me the best team that the Patriots have played this season. No one. Exactly. <laughs> Washington Redskins. There we go. They have <laughs> not played anybody. They have not played anybody worth a damn. So I understand that that defense has been keying off on our bunch of shitty teams, just like the Dallas Cowboys did earlier this season. Yeah, but and well, our, go, last go three, our last three losses, you know, we're in the mix the entire time. I agree. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that offense and defense were not. No, I take it back. Not. I think that defense is good. I know Ty disagrees with that. We had a very big Cowboys argument. Defense? Yes, we had a very big yeah, argument about that. Terrible. They're terrible. You Cowboys fans are so and, fucking fickle. No, Jalen Smith, Lane Van Der Esch are out there like lost puppies. And it's, it's it's insane. So when Leighton Van Der Esch uh, shadowed Alvin Kamara a couple week ago, weeks ago for the pretty much the whole game and kept him to nine points in fantasy, he did absolutely nothing. But he's he's a lost puppy out there. He doesn't know what he's doing. Aaron Jones ran down a throw for four touchdowns. Well, that's because Aaron Jones is a fucking man. I mean, you can pinpoint every game. <laughs> <It's but. not. laughs> I'm just kidding. 
that's not all on them though either. I mean, <laughs> defensive line could do something. I mean, you could you could you know stop them in the backfield. Yeah. It's not all about the yeah. linebackers. But anyways, yeah, getting off track. We'll move, we'll move on to Jason's team now, who just – it seems like every other year is – it's actually kind of frustrating. He's, is, he's, so every true. other every year, year he has been in it, and then the next year he's down and gets these top players in the draft, and then the next year bounces back and is in the playoffs. He's sitting at 4-2 and two right now. I wanted to pull up his points total because I know – oh, shit, he's actually up there in points. 800 – well, I guess when you have uh, McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey, you, can, you put up a lot of points. Fantasy. Well, that's interesting. Okay, so you brought up Matt Ryan. We talked about it a little bit last year in the group chat, but let's. I want to discuss how he got Matt Ryan. Do either one of you remember? How I remember the, the trade that kind of was a head scratcher at the time, yes. but he was also, the, what, the number two quarterback last year? Yes, it's worked out for him. He gave up Aaron Jones and Will Fuller to get Matt Ryan last year, and I thought it was a dumb move on his part because he didn't have any running back depth last year either. Aaron Jones was by, by far his best running back behind Christian McCaffrey, and he still gave him up to get Matt Ryan. It's worked out for him. Uh, and it's obviously worked out for JJ as well, getting uh, getting those two players and really kind of helping build his depth. Uh, but I thought it was a little bit head scratching. But he doesn't have much running back depth. I thought the Miles Sanders pick was good for him this year. Kenyon Drake, Christian McCaffrey, Miles Sanders. If he gets into a legitimate team where we'll give him the ball, I think he should keep Drake. Oh, I don't think he'll trade Drake. Austin, before he left well, the league, I think he'll get into like a deal. starter role, right? Yeah, now, yeah. I think he's a good starter for fantasy. But if he gets traded to a legitimate team that will hit him the rock. Yeah, I think Drake's a great guy. He could be good. His his wide receiver core is interesting to me. Whoa. He's always he's always hold on, holding on to these guys. He's still got DT on his team. I he's yet to let him go. Him last year, he just would not budge. Well, Edelman was by far his best receiver last year. Sure. I mean, Tate, and, and Tate, this year. Tate got uh, what? Tate got traded and didn't do much, and then Sanders got hurt. So all he had was Edelman last year. Yeah. But I do like Christian Kirk when he's healthy. And then something you pointed out. Uh, to us, Elliot, his best receiver is, is Terry McLaurin, who's still sitting on his taxi squad. He is yeah. he is yet to promote him up. So, which he could probably move. Well, it might be a little bit late now because Njoku will probably be back in a couple weeks. But he could have moved Njoku to his IR just to promote up Terry McLaurin uh, to give him some room here. But I mean, he's all in all good team. What do you guys think about him moving forward? Though? It might be time to let go of Greg Olson. <laughs> I know he's not going to do it until he's. In the announcer's box, but it might be time to let go of Greg. You got Hooper, who I think is – is he the number one tight end? Yes, he is the number one tight end right now. You have Hooper and the Joku coming back eventually. It might be time to trade big Greg Olsen or just let him ride into the sunset. But yeah. Well, I mean, he's – Are like you talking about dropping him for McLaurin? Yeah. Uh, yeah why, why? He's got – well, he, you got to think about it. What Elliot just said, I, I would probably wait till Joku comes back. But you've got Hooper, who is the number one tight end. At worst, with the way Matt Ryan has been targeting him, he's not dropping out of the top, I would say, eight. Would drop DT from McLaurin. I agree, but you also need some kind of wide receiver depth. Like, have you looked at his wide receiver team? Uh, Christian McKirk has not played since game one. Right. I mean, I'm looking at it right now, but, I mean, to, to stay in the mix, you definitely need to get McLaurin up there. And DT is not going to help you stay in the mix, in, in my opinion. I know he needs depth, but he has Golden Tate, Manuel Sanders, Julian Hill. Those are that's depth enough for me, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, to definitely bring up McLaurin, I, that's what I would do. But or he could cut one of his one of I, his. I, uh, I did point out the funny teams. I feel amazed. Two kickers, drop a kicker. Well, that's because he's not because he's a Panthers fan. You know, he's not going to jump Joey Sly. He doesn't want anybody else to pick him up. Again, Jaguars defense. Get them out of there. Well, that's what I said. He's got three IDPs, two defenses, but he also plays different. He likes having that backup defense there. He's he's always had it. 
So I'm just trying to, to look at play. Like I said, you could probably – I mean, Chandler Jones – 32 points. Yeah, you, could get, you could cut him. You could fill in an IDP. I'll trade you an IDP right now, Jason, for a fourth round pick. And oh, you fourth can, round. Yeah. No, it'll be his first. Well, <laughs> I pointed out that plenty of teams need uh, a playable tight end. I think you should try to trade base Greg Olson here. Yeah, that would they be. Try to get something out of return. Ty, right? Does Ty have anybody? We were just talking about Ty, Ty Evan Ingram. And oh, yeah, Evan Ingram. Who was it? Maybe JJ? Because I, I know Gerald Everett's in the top 12 right now. I don't think he stays in the top 12. I know Andy needs one because I was trying to trade for O.J. Howard, yeah, and O.J. Howard one. has not done anything. I think J.J. kind of needs one. I yeah. think James Bear needs one. I need a backup. Well, I got Derek Waller. You want to give a, you want to give a second-round pick to Jason for Greg Olson? I'll negotiate on his behalf right now. No? no? <laughs> I don't need Greg Olson. I'm good. I've got commissioner abilities. I'll just make it happen. <laughs> All right, let's move on to Dan's team, El Dandito, the Bandito. Can you talk about his own team, or is that allowed? He can. He's going to gush <laughs> about him. Let's just let's let's just throw this up. We're no Lamar Miller jokes. We're going to know. We'll we'll, we'll we'll let that go. Go ahead, bitch about bitch about how bad your team is. Well, what, I'm sitting in the bar. You know, I've been sitting in the bar a lot lately. I'm not alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, that's that's what alcoholics say too. Just so you know, whatever. And I see that Lamar Miller goes down. I'm like, oh crap, here we go, already. And about an hour later, Andrew freaking Luck retires. And I just, I wanted to. I thought I had to drive you home that night. I really did. I wanted to ride home. I was (laughs) distraught. I was, well, I was actually looking forward to my team with a good quarterback and Andrew Luck. Um, You know, probably going to draft Drew Brees no matter what, just for my backup. And I was going to have a little bit of good uh, uh, running back depth with James Conner, Devontae Freeman, and Lamar Miller. Well, that went out the drain. But somehow I'm I'm always in the mix. That that's that should be my honestly my fancy well, team. Always were you mix. last year? Mm-hmm. I, I thought was, you dropped out of it because of when luck, luck went down. No, I was I you were lower. against him. Oh, that's right. That's right. And you were because absolutely obliterated. Well, yeah. Remember we talked about this. Had people actually started certain players during the year against Elliott, he wouldn't have been the number one seed last year. It, it didn't matter. It wouldn't have mattered. Well, yeah, you but still would have lost to me. But it'd have been better. You would have finished second. Third two years in a row now? Was it two years? I'm pretty sure it's third two years in a row. So I'm always in the mix. I just no, wait. Not yet. I beat Ty. Uh, I think I beat Ty two years ago. Well, who won the championship last year? It was you, right? Yeah. You against Jason or two years ago? I beat Jason both times. So two, yeah, yeah, two years Jason ago because that was, think, that was the year that I didn't make it in. It was two years ago. Uh, Regardless, first, whatever. First you're you're is three a, and three. Or you finished third in the past two years. Go ahead. I'm not no, I mean, uh, you finished third. That's yeah. what I meant to say. You finished third the past two years. Yeah, so that's just, I, honestly, my, my change my name to always in the mix, dude. <laughs> yeah. Always in the mix, can't get over the hump. That, that might be a hey, team. I, I understand. I got lucky last year. I really shouldn't be sitting here with the championship right now, so I, I understand. I'm kind of a grinder. I just kind of grind out the, the weeks, and when the playoffs come, I play some juggernaut, and I get destroyed, and then. Win third place. You know, well, that's how I do, so. if, if I'm being honest, it's because of your running backs, man. That that's what kills you. Like your wide receiver core is stacked. Yeah. I mean, obviously you have the number one wide receiver right now, Chris Godwin. Yep. Had Big Ben not gone down, you probably have another top twelve player in Juju Smith Schuster. And I just want to say, I can draft receivers. Okay, well you you, <laughs> you I did not I did not hate the DK not, Metcalf pick though. That's the thing. I drafted DK. I drafted Chris Godwin. I drafted Juju. And yeah. I mean those are those are solid That's enough sets. Yeah. Those three right Well yeah, but I didn't oh, I've never said anything about your drafting ability. I, I criticized Ty's drafting ability. I drafted DJ Shark and the other one. I, no, I, I can draft receivers and I, 
uh, I can't remember who it was. Um, Green Bay Packers rookie last year. Envious or um, Equinemius St. Brown? Not St. Brown. Was someone else that was supposed to do really good. And I kept him on my taxi squad. And he just didn't do oh, anything. Jamon Moore? That was the one yeah, that kind of got Moore, yeah. that went to a different team. Yeah, I don't know where he went. Anything. Um, no, I, I love the Metcalf pick. I, the only thing I need to apologize for is to JJ because I told him he's being an idiot for drafting Marquise Brown. And he, when he was on the field, has looked good so far this season. I love the DK Metcalf pick. I think he's going to be legit. So, yeah, I mean, like I said, you're, you're, for me, your running backs is what's killing you. Yeah, and, and, and that's really it. Always. Um, I, Kelsey well, I have, hasn't. You have draft picks. We won't. Kelsey like hasn't Chubb? done much. Like no, Ty, Ty did offer me Le'Veon Bell for Juju before the season started. I wouldn't have done that. That's, yeah, well, that's why I still have Juju. Well, so. I know. I'm just saying, like, I wouldn't have done that. Yeah, he told me about that. I was like, dude, I wouldn't even do that trade. Yeah. Um, I'll be in the mix. I'll probably I'll make playoffs and then probably get beat first round, second round, unless I get absolutely lucky, but I doubt anything. Um, I get Drew Brees back here, what, a couple weeks? Can you get him to blow up? Yeah, so that will definitely help me, but definitely, like you said, my running backs is just god-awful. Frank Gore. <laughs> hey, he's got to do something. He's got to do something. Yeah, but Singletary's back now, so yeah. I don't even know what's going to Yeah, he's back that. this week. Well, the one thing I'd say for you is you may not even need Drew Brees, man. You got you got Sammy Sleeves sitting on your taxi squad. Have you seen the back end of his schedule? Yeah. I, it's god-awful defenses I, every single week except for week 15. I will probably promote him. Not yet. Not worried about it. I'll definitely drop Teddy Bridgewater when Drew Brees gets out. Um, I like Jacoby Brissett. I mean, he yeah. actually I, – I like him too. He knows what he's doing. Um, he got his money, so he has nothing to worry about there. And he's kind of just their, – their defense is solid. For the Colts, so I mean, yeah, he's got a good team, and I think they're sleepers. But that's I, a different that's a different story. And I'm right there with you. I got Dante Pettis, so I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah, I mean, he's <laughs> got to turn it around. He was supposed uh, to be San Francisco's number one, and he hasn't done absolutely nothing so far. But it, it's a good sleeper pick. It's someone who could end up turning out to be pretty good for you. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see what Juju again. You know, with Big Ben out, frustrating. I don't, I don't know if it's time to sell. Uh, I'm, <laughs> what do you want? Right here. What do you want? Um, I'm always interested in. Marketing. No, that ain't. Oh, uh, well, then we're done. We're done. That give was... me, give me your next two years first round picks in Juju, and I'll give you Saquon Barkley. I honestly, my <laughs> for real? I don't know. No, I'm just, I'm just talking for the pod. We'll, we'll discuss afterwards. Okay, I gotta okay. think about it. Saquon's my love. Saquon's my love. When we get into the other league, I actually offered Jordan a pretty blockbuster trade, so we'll talk about that. Okay. Oh, I can't wait to talk about pigs. Well, we're going to do that on the next podcast, but I can't wait to talk about pigskin because I've got an issue I need to bring up. Since you two are here, I'll, I'll get your opinions on it. Uh, let's see here. Next up is Andy, one of the new guys in the league, brown and out, four and two. I'm actually pretty hyped up for him. He was pretty upset with the way his draft went. I thought his team looked pretty good, and he's gotten, in all honesty, screwed here, really. In the first half of the season, he traded away Devontae Adams in a really good trade, in my opinion. Because he had wide receiver depth, and then all of a sudden Doug Baldwin retires and Antonio Brown looks like he's not coming back. Ever. And yet he's still sitting at 4-2 and two with uh, with really a good team. Let's, let's run down his team really quick. So Matt Stafford, Tom Brady are really kind of anchoring his quarterbacks. He does have Daniel Dimes as well. He's got Chris Carson, Duke Johnson, Philip Lindsay, Marlon Mack, Gus Edwards, Chris Thompson, and, and James White. His wide receivers, Stephon Diggs, Allen Robinson, Cortland Sutton, and Mike Williams are the big ones for me. I think those two are going to be legit moving forward. 
and having Stephon Diggs and Allen Robinson as your probable, pro- probable thirds is pretty good. But his tight end, O.J. Howard, is his weakness. What are your guys' thoughts on his team? We'll start with Elliott first since Dan over here is I, I honestly on. think he has the best overall depth at uh, running back receiver here. Okay. Uh, Brown, unfortunately, uh, of course, did what he did, but he still has Diggs, Robinson, Cortland Sutton, Mike Evans, or Mike Williams, who's been kind of quiet this year, but uh, Sutton's been a stud by far. Yeah. Uh, running back Carson blowing everybody out of the water. Duke Johnson, kind of a down year, I feel like. I had higher expectations for him. Phil Lindsay's kind of doing well. Mac is doing well. James White's been kind of James White. So I think his overall depth is pretty, is pretty fair. I do think he should maybe look at a trade for a tight end, like we talked about with uh, Greg Olson. Yeah. Dan actually has Waller on the bench, too. I wanted to bring that up. He's done pretty well for uh, tight end one this year. He might look at doing something like that. But... Well, there you go, man. We just figured it out. You can do a Darren Waller for some kind of running back trade there with, with uh, Andy. He's not listening. He's too busy. I'm listening getting beer in the kitchen right now. Right. I, I do think he has great depth of those two positions, and I think that's what carries teams into the playoffs. I thought that he'd have it down here, but he's actually doing pretty well for himself. Uh, already at four and two, I think the uh, this might be a weird year for the league. I think uh, so far from the standings, I think he's already a lock for playoffs. Yeah, I mean, it's it's very top-heavy. The past two years, you've had a really big or a really good mix of teams the past couple of years where we even had going into the last two weeks of the season, I think upwards of, of 10 teams in the playoff races. We really only had two teams knocked out the past couple of years. And this year, I mean, Renfro, I think, has a shot, and he's sitting at two and four right now. And then everybody else at one and five. I got, I got Renfro as my sleeper team. Yeah, so it's uh, man, it, like it's it's very top heavy. I really, I'm with you. I think Andy is in regardless with the way that his team is built. I did offer him a trade for OJ Howard. I was trying to give him like Chris Herndon and maybe get OJ Howard and like a third or fourth back, but uh, he doesn't want to do that now. So I was trying to steal him. I, I'm I'm not gonna lie. I'm trying to buy low on OJ Howard. I think. Uh, I think he's going to end up getting traded at some point in time before the trade deadline and end up on a team that needs a tight end, I hope so. which would be would be big for him and big for fantasy owners if you can get him. I mentioned I thought maybe Seattle would be a good spot for him with Disley being out. So. Good spot. Dan, you have any thoughts on uh, Andy's team before we move on to the best team in the league? Best team in the league. <laughs> hey, um, defending champions right now, so that's all that matters. I, I really like Marlon Mack going forward. Um, it was really weird how Denver – Played Freeman uh, on Thursday. I, I feel like Philip Lindsay's are better back, but yeah, I, I say it was really weird. But after looking at the stats, Philip Lindsay got one more carry than Royce Freeman. Yeah, but it just seemed like Royce Freeman was running better, which kind of concerned me going forward. I have Philip Lindsay in another league, um, but I really like where Philip Lindsay is. Chris Carson, you know, stud. So he's got three solid running backs with uh, Mac Lindsay and Carson. Running back depth, you know, Duke Johnson. It, Carlos Hyde's been showing out. Yeah. Um, I don't – Duke Johnson, you know, he's, he's kind of just there. And, again, like Elliot said, James White's just James White. He either goes off or he doesn't. Um, speaking of James White, I dropped him for keeping Lamar Mallory. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not talk about that. Um, Stephon Diggs, I think, you know, after all the BS that happened with him and the team, he's going to go off. Um, I know he what he had like one point two weeks ago. I think he had one catch or something like that. Yeah, it was a one catch for like four yards or something like that. Cal, that picked up a 
my announcement. Sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> There's an air show over here, guys, just so, just so everybody knows. So. There actually is an air show this week, yeah. by the way. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, was, I was going to go do that had I not come um, to do this, so, so I do know that. Um, receivers, Diggs, Love, uh, Lazard, Lazard. 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 Yeah. He's going to go off. By the way, let me uh, say something real quick. Did y'all see the game that they played and beat the Lions? You mean the the rest beat the Lions? Yeah, yes. Good point. Yes. Did you see the touchdown catch he had? It wasn't a touchdown. That's what I was going to get at. I didn't didn't see the. Yeah, his knee. So if this was the goal line. The pylon shows his knee. Yeah, let me use the water. If this is the tip of the football, this is really bad uh, bad podcasting here, folks. But if this was the, the goal line right here, and this is the tip of the football, his knee hit here and the ball was right here. It was not, It was a good yard. And no, nobody line. in the game said anything yeah. about it. I'm throwing my hands in the air like, where's the podcaster? Or, I'm sorry, the commentators in the yeah. game. Well, Same. No one said anything. What's even worse about that, not even the commentators, every scoring play is supposed to be reviewed. Just like football. It was like extra point real yeah. quick right after. Yeah, it was, was, yeah, but it wasn't a touchdown. So another reason the refs beat the line. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Um, but Diggs going forward. Yeah, you didn't see him do the Lambo leap at the end of the game? Yeah. I saw, the, well, the refs? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Continue. I saw that he had to get, uh, was it Crosby? Oh yeah, get yeah, picked up. Yeah, yeah I was up. I was joking about the rest, but yeah, go um, ahead. Allen Robinson, I mean, he hasn't. I really haven't watched much Bear games this year, but I mean, he's he's, he's been on and off. I have yeah. him in in our league, and and he's he's been on and off. But he has a sneaky good like wide receiver two, wide receiver one depth chart. Uh, Mike Williams, I know you're high on him. I'm not. I, I I'm not that high on him, but with Keenan Allen, the way Keenan Allen's getting shut down, I mean, they, that's all they have to throw to. Maybe Hunter Henry changes that, especially after what we saw with Hunter Henry's performance last week. But Is Keenan Allen, Allen really getting shut down, though? Yes. Have you looked at him? I've been He's watching. been getting, like, four catches for, like, 50 yards every Yeah, week. because Phillip Rivers not throwing to him. I think some of it's just – I don't think Phillip Rivers is what he used to be. Number one, and I think with having those number one cornerbacks on there, Keenan Allen's just not being able to beat him and create a big enough window for Rivers. I, I just don't understand why not throw it to your best receiver and let him go get it. Well, it's easy just to say that sometimes. Yeah, we did. Romo did it with Des Bryant, back back shoulder phase all day. I mean, just throw it to your best receiver yeah. and he'll go get it. So, I, I just with this goofy release, but... Yeah, that might be part of it, too. Uh, I mean, well, their offensive line has been bad, too. I mean, that, that, that yeah. team has been a complete disappointment. Yeah, I really did not expect that to go, what, two and four right now? Yeah. Um, OJ yeah, probably Howard. Probably two and five. OJ Howard has to be the biggest fantasy flop, in my opinion. Yeah, well, hey, I called it. I, I called your guy coming on because, as I've said many times before on the, on the podcast, Bruce Arians offense, you go look at it back when he was in Pittsburgh... Santonio Holmes was a fantasy monster, and then what happens when he leaves to go to the New York Jets? Does absolutely nothing. Why? Because he was the slot in Pittsburgh. Yeah. What happens when he goes over to? I understand Larry Fitzgerald's a Hall of Famer, but he moves Larry Fitzgerald into the slot, and makes him a completely dominant wide receiver. Not that he wasn't beforehand, but I mean for fantasy, I said it when that when he came out and said, "I'm moving Godwin into the slot." He's playing a hundred percent of the snaps. Godwin's going to be there. I've said from the beginning, you guys have made fun of me. Mike Evans is overrated. He's showing you that this year, I think, as well. He's he's the Melvin Gordon of wide receivers. He's not getting the volume, so he's not doing anything. And then O.J. Howard. Evans overrated. Just need to go sit in the corner. He is overrated. He is not. Okay, he is an elite NFL wide receiver. He is not an elite fantasy wide receiver. He's showing you that this year. He is the Melvin Gordon. Look at what Melvin Gordon is doing, not having any kind of, of, uh, of volume. 
when it's going to him and Eckler, Melvin Gordon's not doing shit. What happens? They're still targeting Evans almost as much as Godwin. What's Evans doing with it? Uh, Evans Nothing. is ultimately the, the boomer bust. He's going to get you four. He's going to get you like 27. Or yeah. 47. <laughs> you know. I mean, uh, <laughs> and depending on your, your team structure, I mean, it, I had him for one of my runs. Yeah. And it, it's worked out, but. Yeah, because he was the only one there. That's my, That's always been my point. Because whenever he gets the volume, he's going to get you to catch it. He's got great hands. I'm not trying to say he's like fucking Amari Cooper out there. He's got good hands, and he's their best red zone threat. But now that you have a guy like Chris Godwin, who Jameis can hit closer to the line of scrimmage and go, he is going to be the guy. Because Jameis Winston, in, in all honesty, is his biggest problem, too. He's extremely inaccurate. I, I think long-term, though, for Evans and Murray next year, is I think Winston's going to be gone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. perspective, I think it's going to be a rookie. Uh, depends, on, be a depends, on, depends on what rookie they get. But, but I like Gary's there because you know they're going to be pass heavy. They're yeah. going to be deep balls heavy. He, I like his team, you know, depth chart wise. He is screwed tight end. Yeah, he's so he needs he Darren Waller tight end, and it's OJ. He needs Darren Waller uh, or Travis Kelsey if you want to make some flashes. Uh, well, reach out to him. Hey, uh, let me call him. Let's go to your running backs. I'm gonna call him. I'm gonna put him on Skype real quick, and we'll get this going. Let's let's work out a trade let's right do, here. Let's do just on here. Let's do Carson and a pick for Kelsey. You can go. You can go somewhere with that. I'll take Carson and Marlon Mack for Kelsey. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a little bit of overkill. I'd man. rather I'd rather take. So that's what I'm saying. Who would you rather have, Carson or Mack, going forward? Carson, really. I think Rashad, no offense to LA because I know he owns it. Yeah. Rashad Penny's a bust. Yeah, get out of here with Penny. Carson's so, going to be the guy. So him. if you go, say, I mean, dude, uh, I don't know if I'd approve or veto it. If you're telling me, if he, if he texts you right now, this was live radio, and he's listening, he's like, I'll give you Chris Carson in my first round pick for Travis Kelsey. You're telling me you wouldn't take that right now. Because your need is running back. You want to make a playoff run, you want to be a championship contender, you have Darren Waller, who's been better than Kelsey. Yeah, well, somewhat. I mean, I, Kelsey's outscoring him. I mean, okay. I'm just saying, he's outscoring him. Kelsey's going to – I like the way Matt Moore actually was thrown to Kelsey. Well, yeah, um, tight end are, our tight end are crap yeah, quarterback's so, best friends. Yeah. I don't know. It would, it would take me a lot to trade Travis Kelsey. I do like Darren Waller. Um, Irv Smith I have on a bit – or my taxi squad. With and Minnesota. he's probably not going to be nothing until maybe next year. Maybe. I also have Jordan Aikens. On my taxi as well, who's going up a little bit. So you yeah, had, had, had the depth there, and it definitely would. It would be something to consider. So Deshaun, it's in my way, we'll, we'll see. Deshaun Watson throws at the tight ends about as much as he does his running back. So that, uh, That's a good point. The, Jordan Aikens ain't going to be nothing. I, you're right. Hey, I take that back. The once every 16 weeks he goes off, I hope he's in your lineup because that, that's when he'll come through for you. I mean, but I would, I, I would move, obviously, Waller and my – Tight end one. Um, he just got paid too, so again, nothing to worry about there. You can just yeah. go cruise. Um, so, what if you wanted to do Wallach for like a Duke Johnson and maybe like a third oh, or something? I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't. I don't want to do Yeah. No thanks. I just, I literally said. I love Dukey and I wouldn't do that. Yeah, I'd be like, I just God, said, what are you doing? going off. I would not do that. Yeah, yeah. right now, Carlos Hyde is top five in carries Frank right now. But you'd be getting, getting, be getting a backup <laughs> running back for a tight end you're not playing. I have backup. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's not even that. He's got a top, top, top. Andy needs that more than Dan does right now. That's my point. Andy needs a top. OJ Howard's doing nothing. Andy has the running back depth. Now, I'm not saying that Andy should overpay for a tight end, but if you're telling me you can't get Waller for, say, even if he doesn't want to do Chris Carson or Max, Philip Lindsay and something, Philip Lindsay in a second? Like Waller? 
Yeah. Send that my way right now. That's what I'm saying. Like, That's a done deal. And, and he's not losing out that much. I mean, yeah, it sucks because Lindsey was like the key piece he wanted back in the Adams deal, but now he just got tied in. He's all of a sudden a legitimate contender. He doesn't hurt his running back depth at all. Now all of a sudden he's a top 10 tight end, and he loses out on a second-round pick next year. Okay. Yeah. You're, you're, if, if, it's all, if it's about winning right now, which is what I always try to do, that's what the tra- I make the I, trades I, I, I do. I agree with what you're saying, but I don't think Waller is going to be the – the guy to, to trade here to make his team better by giving up Lindsey. It's better than OJ Howard, and he's not. Yeah. Gonna, he's not going to win anything with that tight end. That tight end. I mean, if, he I were, just, thing. if I were in his place and want to give up Lindsey for Waller, I'd expect to pick back from a wall. If I were in his position, that's give just my me. second round. You trade picks. I hope he listens. Yeah, it won't, it will come out in a couple days, so we'll see what happens. <laughs> Prepare for glory. I don't know if you got your popcorn ready. Who can make a break? I can! Who can make a break? I can!